Broadcasting all over the world from cinemageekly.com, it's the Cinema Geekly Podcast, with Anthony Lewis, Aaron De La Osa, and Glenn Bove. Episode 88, cinemageekly.com slash premium. Uh, Aaron, you weren't here last week when we talked about this new thing we've got going on. Did you hear about the, the new deal we've got going on over at the uh, uh, at the premium website? Uh, so this way, if people want to just bypass that whole uh, four quarters a month bullshit over at Patreon, which people can, by the way, I called it bullshit, but people can still do it if they want, and it's uh, I think it's especially useful for uh, those with less money or if you're overseas or something like that because... Uh, Patreon works so much better that way, but um, you can now go over to cinemageekly.com slash premium, and you can sign up for the whole year for uh, just that whopping amount of cash that is $12, and you can do wow. it right there on the website, like username, password, uh, pay us, and get instant access. Like, there's no other middleman bullshit like we have to do with Patreon, uh, which, by the way, once again, I continue to use the word bullshit, <laughs> you can still do with Patreon if you want, but... Um, you do have yeah, to go a little roundabout. Just do some bullshit, people. Right. You do have to go a little roundabout to do it with Patreon, but um, cinemageekly.com slash premium, and you can uh, get the access immediately for the $12. And uh, yeah, just like last week, four new podcasts are up, uh, and uh, all of them have been recorded. I think, Glenn, when did we record the Gotham podcast? That was on Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon? It was, it was Friday. Okay, so all of those podcasts have been uh, have been churned out since Friday afternoon. I mean, that was a. Hopefully, we never have a, a weekend like that again. Yeah, that uh, was. Well, we did Gotham, and then we took a, a lunch break, and then we came back for Flashing Arrow. Right. Um. So we've got uh the cine- the the aptly named Cinema Geekly Gotham podcast. Uh, episode Glenn is in love with that name. Uh, episode number four of that podcast, uh, where we talk about the uh, Arkham episode. Uh, the second episode of The Flashing Arrow, where we talked about uh, Fastest Man Alive and Sarah. Uh, we did, uh, uh, Aaron joined uh, myself and Ben on the sixth episode of Who Made Who, talking about Mummy on the Orient Express. Great and uh, me and my bro did another broadcast to the second episode of Level Your Gear called Call of Duty Controversially Good Edition. Uh, and that's a joke people will get if they listen to that episode of the podcast. Uh, that would be the gaming podcast. And there's going to be uh, all sorts of other craziness that goes on. But yeah, the $12, uh, that's for the entire year. And uh, it gives you access to not just those four, but all of the previous and all of the future podcasts released in the next however many days this crazy thing keeps on going for. Presumably the next 365 days. Uh, or until one of us passes out from recording too many podcasts. 
Uh, whichever, well, uh, that would be Cody. He already bowed out. Whichever comes first. <laughs> and the first Cody burn of the... Actually, that might be the first burn ever on Cody. That's, so, I don't know. Maybe it'll become a regular occurrence. I don't know. Well, you weren't listening before we started recording, so... Oh, okay. Um, well, we want to drag him back here. Uh, it's not from it's not from uh, want of, of, of doing it, and Cody is still um, uh, sharing like all of our posts and retweeting things and and stuff like that. So I'm, it's just a matter of scheduling, which always sucks. But what you gonna do? Um, so right as we concluded last week's podcast, <laughs> uh, the news just could not wait because this got posted on the Facebook page before we could even get the the last uh, episode of the podcast out. I don't even think we finished recording whenever we posted. Oh yeah, I mean this news was breaking like right when it happened, um, and it's from Variety, and uh, mm. they have reported that uh, the uh, the next Captain America. I, I guess what it really boils down to is we found out why Robert Downey Jr. has been trolling us so hard the last uh, week and a half or so about a fourth Iron Man movie. That's because the uh, I guess the fourth Iron Man movie is going to be the third Captain America movie because it's. Chris Evans and RDJ, they are doing a, um, I don't know if you want to call it Captain America versus Iron Man, uh, colon, colon Dawn of Civil War. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it to combat the DC movie barrage, but uh, it does sound like, Aaron, that's the direction they're going in, that they want to start, um, either this movie is going to be like diving balls deep into Civil War, or it's going to be the start of Civil War. Um, do, you, do you have any more info on this? And uh Obviously, uh, the the size of the nerd boner here. Uh, we're wondering also in inches. Uh, what do we got on that? Gargantuan. I mean, the the blood flow is nearly instantaneous. Uh, Liam Neeson I... levels. Yes, I mean almost <laughs> of Matt Smith proportions here. Just kind of sitting here hanging out without it. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the 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 story itself that they're going to start to do the Civil War. I mean, I really think Captain America three, Iron Man four, whatever you're going to call it, uh, is going to be the, the groundwork to it. And, you know, it'll continue on, you know, possibly into uh, the Avengers 3, where that is actually Civil War. Because we know we already know that uh, in Avengers 3, there's going to be a new Avengers team uh, that's going to be going forward. Like, you know, we know it's going to be, uh, you know, who's not going to be involved. You know, obviously, Tony Stark's not going to be involved in it. So this will be a way for them to introduce new heroes. But it also kind of coincides with the uh, rumored Marvel and Sony deal. Well, that there will be a sharing of Spider-Man, and you know, he Spider-Man was key in, uh, Civil, in the War, Civil War. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, to introduce it, him, it's definitely lending. Story, I mean, it's yeah, it's lending a lot of credence to the rumors we've heard, and now that we have confirmation, that this is where they're taking the MCU. It's it's huge, and I mean, and just knowing that you know they're doing Civil War, plus with them involving more and more of of the galaxy, like, you know, heroes from other worlds, aliens, things of that nature. I mean, right. they very well could have doing Secret Wars also, because Spider-Man, again, very pivotal in that. And, I mean, it, it, you know, it, you hear Marvel, you know, Captain America Civil War, or Marvel presents, you know, uh, presents Secret Wars. I mean, that, that's right. insanely huge. Even non-comic book fans will be like, wow, I got to see what the hell that's about. So, I mean, it's the, the, the possibilities – Beyond Civil War, what they could do with this film, you know, in films, uh, most likely is insanely huge. And, oh, God, I mean, just all my pants just gone, like, instantly. <laughs> uh, I mean, the announcement, uh, all, and, and as you stated, it's lending credence to the rumors that we were hearing about the deal that could be in the works with Sony about using Spider-Man. Obviously, a big part of that that particular storyline. Uh, but it could also be lending credence to the, the the word that we were hearing about, as you mentioned, the third Avengers movie, which I, you know, maybe you could 
entitle, you know, Avengers 3 Civil War, I guess maybe they'll probably end up calling it if they end up doing that. Because um, right. that sounds like, because it sounded like they were going to not do Thanos in Avengers 3 and that they wanted, uh, and, and I think partially because they wanted to write out more of Hemsworth and uh, Chris Evans' contracts to get them in one more movie. Uh, past Avengers, I think three. he'll be Avengers four. I, I think you'll see Thanos uh, more in Guardians two, obviously, but I think you'll definitely see him in Avengers four. Well, see, and the word we were hearing was that it wouldn't be Avengers four; it would just be called the Infinity Gauntlet. Like it would be a special, like every fucking person comes together. Like they need the Guardians, they need all of the Avengers from, you know, all the ones that are left or whatever. Um, like a super duper team up movie. Like they wouldn't even call it the Avengers. Like they just call it the Infinity Gauntlet. But I mean, that would make that would, you know, that sounds like it would make some sense too if they're all fighting each other in civil war, and you know, then they're all presented with a much greater threat in in Thanos right. with the Infinity Gauntlet, and then they all have to, you know, make nice. It would be awesome. Goddamn, I hope they do Secret Wars. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, like, it, it, it's almost just like you know, it, what superhero is going to be like? They they all end up on an alien planet. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's strange there. I'm not going to say I don't ruin anything, but they essentially have to fight and see. Who is you know who's the winner out of all these superheroes and villains? I mean that alone could be amazingly huge. But um, also uh, these rumors about Captain America are not rumors, but now you know con- uh, confirmations we have. It, it does it is a little telling to me like why they pushed back the uh, the release date of Batman versus Superman. Right. Like maybe there might have been a little bit of insider talk like hey we need to pull this one back a little bit because they're getting ready to punch us right in the face. Right. Well, I mean, and and of course the, I think the more obvious reason as well is that they. Uh, neither of those companies, I don't think, had any interest in sharing the box office whatsoever. Like even, even if you're like, even if you're like, well, no, I'm just saying, like, even if you're like, Marvel would kill them, and Marvel thinks that they're, you know, no matter what, uh, the movie is still going to do less because a shit ton of people are still going to go see the Batman Superman movie. So either way, they're sharing box office, and I don't think anybody had any interest in that. But um, what's what's weird to me was that DC, when they moved the movie, they moved it up like into the time where dead movies go to air like in, yeah, like in March. March, right? <laughs> um, I'm just yeah. like, holy shit. Well, I mean, it's great for me as a moviegoer because it spaces things out nicer, but I was shocked they didn't move it back a month, uh, you know, to keep it in the summertime or something. But I don't know. Glenn, uh, what are your thoughts on this? This is, uh, this is a pretty powerful team up here. Um, do you have any thoughts on the, uh, the, the Civil War story thing happening here? Uh, I mean, I I love Civil War. It's one of, it's, it, it's not my favorite, as far as like single story arc I've read. Yeah. Uh, but it, I would say easily second. Yeah. Because um, I just don't know how anything could top Kingdom Come. But I mean, I mean, that's a that's an awesome storyline. You're gonna see, you know, obviously this movie franchise's two biggest stars, um, and you know, heroes in the Avengers, and they're you know basically gonna square off. I don't. I, I'm just interested in see how they're going to do it. As far as you know, there's a lot of other pieces, especially the fact that Thor's dead by the time this comes around. Yeah. Uh, so, I just don't know. Um, you know how true they can stick to it, uh, just because of you know all the characters that are in play. But I mean, it's definitely exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that they're bringing back the Russo brothers to do this film because uh, they did an excellent job on Winter Soldier. Right, and so, Vince yeah. is and Vince is not one of the Russos, right? No, no. Okay, that's good. That's excellent. That's always a, that's always a scare for me when I hear that name. 
And maybe too, this is where they actually kill off Cap. I mean, it'd, it'd be a good way for them to hand over. Like maybe Cap, if if he makes it into this one, he definitely doesn't make it out of Avengers three. Right. Or I'm sorry, out of, out of Avengers, uh, well, Avengers two, or Avengers three. I mean, he's got to go in one of those. Well, um, spoiler alert here. I mean, that's where that's how uh, that particular story ends, right? Civil War with Captain America being killed, right? Right. Okay. So, yeah, after but, I mean, but, but it, 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 it depends how many movies. Yeah, it, yeah, it beats the absolute shit out of Iron Man. <laughs> depends on how many. I'm not sure how many movies Evans has left in his contract. I mean, it could be like Downey, where maybe they extend him for a film. So you don't quite know when he's going to step out, but you you do know that we're going to see Sebastian Stan as Captain America, and that's just going to be amazing. Uh, which right. is dumb because it needs to be on Once Upon a Time. But yeah. <laughs> no, you leave him alone. Man. <laughs> he's good where he is. Um. So, <laughs> good lord. Uh, let's let's break up the uh, let's break up the the comic book movie talk because we're gonna we're gonna have oh, to go on a we're, we're gonna have to go on a deep dive when it comes to DC here in a minute because they also had their big bombshell. But I'm, so I'm gonna break it up a little bit here. They went a little too hard. I mean, like that was definitely. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in length because t- for me that's the big story. Uh, Except for their flash casting. It's a little... Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, we'll talk about it. Hold on. Um, <laughs> the other, the other big, this, and this is also big news. Um, it's it's more technology based than it is anything, but um, it definitely has a lot to do with television. Clearly, uh, HBO finally announced that uh, starting next year they're going to launch a streaming platform that is independent of cable television or satellite. Uh, so basically saying you don't need cable, you know, basically for all the cord cutters, right? That people that don't have cable anymore um, and that have been complaining, we, we just want HBO, just give us HBO. Um, you will get it starting next year, according to, uh, I mean, it was all over the place. We've got a link from Engadget, but um, it, it made the rounds. Um, now, unfortunately, here are the things we don't know. Uh, we don't know how much it's going to cost. Uh, we don't know how widely available it will be. And by that, I mean, I'm sure it'll be available on the Internet. But what devices it will be available on, we don't know. No way to be available through Comcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we don't know um, how much content will be on there as far as back catalog goes. But I would presume uh, it would have what HBO Go has in, in terms of back catalog. And uh, the more important question. At least question... now I can watch Dream On, you know, on, on the go. Oh, be sure, in. yeah. show, uh, <laughs> And um, of course, the uh, the the big question is how quickly will they be providing new content to uh, the streaming service? Because um, I think that is what people are most interested in. Uh, I mean, because there's a reason, obviously, why shows like Game of Thrones and uh, True Detective and things like that get pirated like crazy because they are uh, for a lot of people who don't have HBO or don't have cable in general, and the episodes are available immediately. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, Glenn, do you see like, uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely feeling like there can be some pitfalls here for HBO in, in terms of releasing this thing, uh, separate from, um, separate from cable, uh, you know, the, the support of cable television. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be some sort of backlash obviously from, uh, from those providers as well. Do you see any, any pitfalls here for the streaming service? Uh, I mean, I could see where it, I mean, I can see where they could have troubles, but I think it's one of those things. I mean, HBO is a very uh, well-run company. I mean, it went from being this tiny nothing to you know like the premier destination for damn good television. And uh, so I could see like if, if they do the content where like it's they have all their back catalog stuff, movies, documentaries, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and then they I don't know if they would coincide it with like what's going what's being released on HBO. They would just have it coincide with the streaming service. 
then I could see them being just fine. I mean, I definitely just see this as a ploy of like trying to get Netflix out of the block. Um, right. And, you know, because they, you know, it was a, it was a pretty big move whenever Netflix outbid, uh, HBO on House of Cards for a hundred million dollars. Like no one saw that coming. Sure. So maybe this is just one of the ways they're trying to kind of get back on it. I mean, you're never gonna you're never gonna completely knock out HBO because at this point it's just such a brand name. Right. Uh, you know, you're never you're never gonna lose that support. Um, Aaron, and they think- love the pirating. They've always said like they love that their shows get pirated, mm-hmm. and maybe they just they wanted to see the numbers of. How many people would use it just straight through internet use? And that's right. probably why they're going with the streaming because they just saw all those numbers like, well, if we provide it this way, then, you know, maybe we can get some money that we've lost. Right. Um, Aaron, do you think they try to go? Uh, do you think they try to go Netflix in terms of uh, like the price point? Or do you think they're going to stay closer to what it is now in a cable subscription package or, or charge more than it is on cable right now? I think it'll it'll be more than Netflix, but less than what it'll cost to you know. It's like what like fifteen bucks a month, something like that mm-hmm. is, is what they go. So Netflix is yeah, like twelve bucks a month, man. I think uh, I think it'll be right there. But then again, they could tier it to where you have access, but it's limited based upon what kind of package you want to buy. So I mean, there's lots of ways they can still choose right. to fuck you. It right. just depends on how generous they're feeling that day. If you get the tip or, you know, they're going balls deep. Right. I mean, and, and, and this is the thing I've seen a lot of cord cutter type people talk about is um, while they like all of the, see the problem a lot of people are running into, right. Is that there's particular shows that they want to watch, but the downside right. of that of course, is that there's a bunch of different streaming services out there and some of them are getting exclusivity to some shows while others are not. Uh, and of course, you know, that's understandable because, uh, without the exclusivity, you know, why would anybody use Hulu if you could watch all of those shows on Netflix or, you know, right. as far as I'm, cause Netflix is the most established. So without the exclusivity, um, but that being said, there is something to be said in the complaint area of like, this person's like, I've seen more than one person that are saying like, look, it's, it's fine for right now, but it's going to get to the point where I'm going to be subscribed to, to so many streaming services that it's going to cost almost as much as cable did. In the first place, which is what I was trying to avoid, um, you know, for right now with streaming services like uh, Amazon and Hulu and Netflix, uh, and obviously with Amazon, you've got to parse that out because they charge annually. Um, yeah, but, but if you're going to do Amazon, be sure you do it through a Geekly link. That's just sure. The um, and I do think we can get um, some money for that if people go through the the Amazon button and sign Absolutely. up for Prime that way. I think we do get something from that. Um, but yeah, the uh, I mean that's relatively cheap, right? But um, at the same time, I could see you know you start adding on like uh, an HBO thing or you know Showtime has you know they're not to the same level as HBO obviously with quality shows, but they've they do have some out there. If they go in that direction, um, you know, uh, for people like Aaron and myself who are wrestling fans, you've got a wrestling dedicated streaming service that's another ten dollars. Like I can see people's point. You. Uh, and you subscribe to enough of them, and you're going to be paying eighty or ninety dollars a month. Well, that, that that's the thing that that goes back to this whole issue in the first place is that you know people wanted like a thousand channels, they wanted a thousand different things. I mean, just you know, mm. fucking pick a handful of streaming services and call it a day. You don't need to be able to see, you know, every goddamn show. Like you know, if you like HBO, and obviously you know we're a little, they're leading the charts. I mean, as far as original programming goes, I mean, there's very few shows and other uh, networks like like that that can compete. So I mean, you know it. They can get away with charging what they want to charge, but I mean, you know, you, you get, I think you just got to be careful about what you're choosing. 
right. Okay. I mean, you, figure, you do an Amazon Prime or you do a Hulu and you couple with that. I mean, you know, you, you, you put it with an internet package, you're already paying what it would cost for cable. So just right. fucking keep your cable. All right, I want to get uh, Glenn's thoughts on this real quick because apparently, sir, you have to you have to ditch us in about fifteen minutes. So <laughs> um, I wanted to get your thoughts on this next story. Obviously, this is the big piece that we're going to talk about uh, in this episode. But right about the same time that all that Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Chris Evans stuff was announced, DC also in a press conference. Or it wasn't DC; it was Warner Brothers uh, in a press conference. Basically, announced all future Marvel movies from now until the year twenty twenty. <laughs> Uh, and they've got two a year with uh, a couple of others that are going to be sprinkled in. So here's the lineup real quick. 2016 is uh, Dawn of Justice, as everybody knows, and uh, Suicide Squad. 2017 is one, the Wonder Woman solo movie and part one of Justice League. 2018 is uh, The Flash and uh, an Aquaman solo film. 2019 will be Shazam and the second part of Justice League. And 2020 will be Cyborg and the hopefully dead by then Ryan Reynolds when they do the Green Lantern reboot. He'll be uh, too busy being Deadpool to be hopefully, involved. In yeah, hopefully he'll be too busy being Deadpool. Um, so on Facebook, Glenn, I uh, I said this uh, this move reeks of gargantuan-sized balls tossing out so many projects without knowing how successful their formula is going to be. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, yeah, you definitely know it's ballsy. I'm not a huge fan. of I mean, I understand like they're trying to play catch-up. And I, I and I know we talked about it before about how Justice League Part One and Two like that's just if they aren't doing it back to back years like what's the fucking point right. um, of having that kind of gap? So I highly doubt like it's gonna end in a cliffhanger kind of thing and go into a second one. I I don't really think that's how they're gonna do it. Like they're gonna be two separate Justice League movies, so they can... like they're two separate. They may correlate with one another, but like it would. De- I feel like the first one would have a definitive ending. It may like what they did with the Avengers, where they'll they'll be a tease, but yeah. you know, it'll be like a, a, its own mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, out of all of them, I mean, I'm really excited for the Aquaman one, just because J- Jason Moe has been talking about it a lot, and like he uh he is totally psyched to do this movie. <laughs> right. And uh, and Suicide Squad because I I think this could be like uh, if they made it R, I don't know necessarily it would be a smash hit, but. If it was R and given you probably wouldn't need that big of names or even, you know, like the characters aren't wouldn't be. I mean, the biggest name would be like Deadshot and Harley Quinn. Who's not not in it, by the way. Yeah, who's not in it. And so like for that, I could just kind of see this if they did it with the right budget and the right director. Mm -hmm. This could be, you know, like if they made a hundred and fifty million dollars domestically on like an eighty five million dollar budget, like that would be pretty good. Um, Who's not in Suicide Squad? They're not going to put Harley Quinn in this one. Are you guys sure? Oh, positive, yeah. Because yeah. I think <laughs> I read a rumor that they're talking about Margot Robbie is supposed to be uh, signing on to play her. Uh, I would not have a problem with that. Um, it's <laughs> it's it's not it's not. I was just watching uh, the the Nerdist news today, and they're pretty much confirming that Harley Quinn's not in the movie, and she's going to be playing. Uh, she's probably going to be playing uh, what's her face uh, Vixen. Oh, really? Yep. Huh. Yeah. Um, and also in talks, oh, by the way, for that, Harley Quinn, though. what a waste. Uh, well, yeah, no kidding. Uh, uh, but I guess also in talks are like they've, they're saying like Will Smith is uh, is in talks for this, which seems weird. And I'm, I'm kind of scared because I don't know if I want to see. T- I, I saw Will Smith's last superhero movie and I wasn't a big fan. Oh, you uh, mean his wannabe Hawkman movie? Yeah. 
That's what um, it was. It was basically Hawkman, but not called Hawkman. Um, so, yeah, uh, Margot Robbie is in talks, obviously, Will Smith, uh, and also names being bandied about are names like Ryan Gosling and Tom Hardy as well. Oh. And, by the way, I think Tom Hardy would be good for, for Deadshot, personally. But, uh, but there's also rumors that he's up for Doctor Strange and Apocalypse. Yeah. Oh no, that's a that's another piece that I wanted. Yeah. Now that you've mentioned it, let's uh, let's talk about that. And and Glenn, if you didn't get my message, you can feel free to just uh, jump out uh, when the time uh, uh, when the time is right. Apparently, um, what I'm so what I'm what I'm hearing on the Tom Hardy thing is one of the things that I wanted to mention. Um, from I'm I'm trying to to gather all this, but I think it was from the rap where they were talking about all the Doctor Strange. Um, they're calling it Dr. Strange rumor bingo, <clears throat> but, uh, they were considering Tom Hardy to be out of the conversation because he's banding about, uh, playing apocalypse and X-Men apocalypse and suicide squad. So they were figuring he was out for that. Um, and by the way, they also provided a list of the people who they thought were in, um, or, you know, based off of what they've been hearing. Uh, so they, they have Joaquin Phoenix is out of the movie entirely. Um, people Which is who, good. Right. He, he's uh, good, but he was totally wrong for that role. Uh, they have three people who are believed to be pursuing the role, three people believed to be in the frontrunner position, and then three people who they have heard, uh, but have no, you know, heard the names, but have not heard anything in relation to being pursued or being considered a frontrunner. Uh, those three would be Jake Gyllenhaal, Ethan Hawke, and Ryan Gosling. Uh, they have under believed to be pursuing it, Oscar Isaac, Jared Leto, and Justin Theroux, and believed to be front runners are Colin Farrell, Keanu Reeves, and Benedict Cumberbatch. So I love it. I, I love any of those top three. Yeah. Um, wait, who were they? I only heard the, the guy's a really decent writer, but he can't act his way out of a fucking paper bag. Uh, in in shit. in what in what section, Glenn? I I only I only caught Cumberbatch. Oh, in the in the front running. Yeah. Uh Colin Farrell and Keanu Reeves are also in the front runner position. Holy shit. Um yeah. that, that's pretty awesome actually. Yeah. Yeah. Any any three of those I'd actually be okay with. I I'd really like Colin Farrell. I think that would be pretty good. Let's yeah. have Colin, Colin Farrell as Doctor Strange and he could have LBC3 be Dormammu or something. Oh, dude, that'd be. I mean, he already, he already does things with fire, so. That's what I mean. He's <laughs> fucking he, we're there. We're good. Um and Keanu can just kind of hang back and, you know, hang out for a bit. So where 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 would you um and by the way uh, Aaron if if you were Tom Hardy would you go with Suicide Squad or would you go with X Men Apocalypse Apocalypse hands the fuck down yeah because I don't know what you're getting with Suicide Squad right I I, I really want right. to get but your... the potential is there for you to have your own franchise which Possibly. he kind of has with Mad Max anyways but that's not going anywhere right. though, i don't think no 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 it's not but i mean i i, I think he's definitely gonna go to apocalypse because i mean you know they're not they're not gonna have just a villain of his stature just in the one movie i know he already briefly appeared as the younger version uh in days of futures past but they're not gonna cast a guy like that to be like a normal looming shadow it, it'll be like what, it, what they're doing with that i josh brolin to where he's in a multi-arc so i think his, the potential for the franchise is definitely there no matter what he chooses but mm-hmm. i think you know why be a part of a team when you could be the baddest motherfucker in a particular movie movie universe, you know what I mean? Um, okay, so let's let's kind of run through these real quick. Uh, so up first is Batman versus Superman, uh, Dawn mm. of Justice, of which we know quite a bit about. But the latest bit of news, which came from somebody who apparently was an extra on set that leaked information to a Detroit radio station, 
which may have been completely confirmed, although not uh, with the exact specifications of the leaker, because uh, the Hollywood Reporter has uh, made it clear that multiple sources confirmed that the uh, character Jenna Malone from 30 Rock uh, is, <laughs> or perhaps it's a real person with that same name. I'm unsure. Uh, yeah, she, she was in that uh, Sucker Punch movie. But uh, yes, with uh, Zack Snyder. Uh, they've <laughs> confirmed that she is in Batman versus Superman. And according to the leaker, uh, she is playing the female version of Robin from The Dark Knight Returns, I believe. See, uh, I, I just read that they, they think that was bullshit, though. Like uh, someone someone debunked it like in the last like day and a half. Yeah. Right. Now, see, I, I would think that when I heard the thing at first, I'm like, yeah, at, at first, that's what it sounded like to me. And I, I hadn't heard anything about Jenna Malone being in the movie. Like this guy was like, you know, I was an extra on the set and uh, they paid me a hundred bucks and they gave me some food and uh, they told me that I could uh, be sued for it was like upwards of like four million dollars for leaking information. Uh, but he's still choosing to talk. This but, guy who made a hundred dollars on the movie, right? But but he said <laughs> that while he was on set, he saw Jenna Malone there, and she was playing the uh, the female Robin, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. It's like Kelly something, maybe Carrie Kelly. Carrie Kelly. Um, no relation to Cody Kelly, perhaps, uh, or Grace and, Kelly, <laughs> or Grace Kelly, uh, or Machine Gun Kelly. But uh, no, no, no. That that she is actually. Oh, okay, okay. We stand corrected. Uh, but you know, he, he did say that and I hadn't heard anything about her being in the movie and now all of a sudden people are like, oh yeah, yeah, she's in the movie. Um, so I'm, I'm taking it with a grain of salt, of course, but it does seem like they're borrowing an awful lot from that book, right? So would it surprise you if that's who she was? Well, absolutely, because it, it's way too heavy. How are they going to bring in, you know, it, just pick up essentially like, you know, nobody's essentially supposed to know who Batman is or, or his history if they haven't followed this this run. Right. They're not going to know what the fuck happened to Robin, you know, or Nightwing now. I mean, Damian Wayne. I mean, there's so much history they're just going to choose to ignore. I mean, they're going to infuriate a fuckload of people <laughs> well, if that's they, what they choose to do. They, they've had a handful of Batman movies to do any of that storytelling in, but it was all... It was all separate, and it was all under a bunch of different people. And like, right, I don't, that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, I, I don't think they pick up just fresh like that. And, and if they do, it's ballsy, man. Because I mean, you, you can't de-age Affleck to show flashbacks. You know what I mean? It's just, right. it doesn't make sense. Well, well, Glenn, do you think they're at a stage now where they they're just like, well, fuck it. Look, we can't do another series of Batman movies where we tell all these stories. People have already had like a bunch of Batman movies. Uh, so do we need? You know, do we have to go through all of the? You know storytelling aspects of Batman again. Do you think they're, it's a possibility and they're just saying, fuck it, this is older Batman and he's gone through a lot of shit and maybe, you know, because there is talk that there's going to be another solo Superman and Batman movie sprinkled in now between between now and 2020 um, where they might flesh some of that stuff out, right? Um, do, you, do you think that's what they're doing here? They're just saying, you know, fuck, fuck the storytelling and um, we're going to set the stage within the movie without doing the backstory? I think DC Entertainment, fuck the storytelling. That's a great tag. <laughs> I think they have a benefit with Batman the fact that people know more about him than anybody else just because he has been a part of pop culture, whether it's the cartoons, comics, the sure. gazillion uh, amounts of movies that he's had uh, with just him in it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. It, it's ballsy, yes, but at the same time. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of people who've never read it who are familiar with the fact that there is a, you know, there is a female Robin in there somewhere. Um, and I didn't even know. So that, that um, is a surprise to me. So, I mean, it's 
with people, I mean, it's been no secret that they're using Dark Knight Returns as a uh, template, yeah. a, you know, you know, as its guiding book. And I feel like just like with anything that comes out like that, you're going to read the material whenever. Not, not all the time, but okay. you know, we would read the material. Read the Most material. people don't give a fuck about the material. Guys like us do. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like it's not it's not uncomfortable to think that people aren't going to read material. And I could use the exact same argument about I'm one of those people who don't give a fuck about agents of shield when it comes to the material for the Marvel movies. But right. um, I, it seems to be okay for me to get drawn into it, but no, I mean it, uh, it, I don't, I'm, it's ballsy, but I mean, it's not, it, it would be more ballsy if it wasn't this character, since it's this character, I think they would have more leeway just because we are familiar with him and he yeah. is the most known. Uh, and has been the most fleshed out. I would be more excited if they did more Batman, Superman uh, team ups throughout, especially if they did something like Apocalypse, right? Or Supergirl is the comic, Apocalypse is the animated movie. But I mean, because that that's a uh, pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would also involve Dark Side. Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think they're just kind of. I don't want to say shooting from the hip, but they're definitely trying to play catch up. And I think once they kind of get this first round out and they not have Zack Snyder lead the way, because I think that's just the biggest problem, uh, and they kind of get some other hands, then maybe they'll be able to do it. I mean, it's not like they haven't done well with franchises before. I mean, they just got done with Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter for a decade. Sure. It's not like they can't, you know, turn out that kind of stuff quickly. If only, uh, if only DC had the uh, the creative teams behind those two franchises. Yeah, involved. or you know, the behind the freaking animated stuff. That's the thing I don't get. Like the oh, people sure. in the animation handle the storytelling really like, well. Like Paul Dini you know? and yeah, and they just they know how to pick and choose, and even with their video games. But when it comes to these freaking live action, and it's not oh, Christopher well. Nolan's name behind it, They've been or struggling. he's not behind the camera. Uh, fuck it. It's just not going to work. Right. Um, and Aaron, I'm going to, I'm going to turn to you so we can give Glenn some time to bow out here when he needs to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I say it reeked of, of gargantuan balls because on its face, if you just look at the dates and the names of the movies, you get excited, <laughs> you get excited, right? Cause just seeing it there, like, holy shit, they're going to make this movie and they're going to make this movie. Uh, but then in my head, the first question I have to ask myself is, but when was the last time DC turned out a truly great movie? Like, when was the last time they did that? And um, let's see, but I disagree. <laughs> I don't think that was a okay, great. Okay. Well, I well, think well, it, I think it was I think it was a, a totally fine Superman movie. Um, and maybe if we're grading out, if we have to grade it on a curve, um, then maybe it's a great DC movie compared to a lot of the other stuff they've churned out. Compared to the bullshit they've churned out, it's definitely their best effort. And as far as box office goes, I'm, I'm sure they're in love with it. But I mean, yeah, oh, it's, sure, uh, sure. <clears throat> they're really banking a lot on Marvel's success uh, for, for the hopes of their movie franchise. I mean, and if Marvel's proven everything, casting is everything for these movies. And some of the casting choices DC has announced and so far, it, it's like they, they get it as far as how the scope of the movie should be right. uh, and how in the amount, like, you know, people want to see them like, you know, it, it, this, if anything, this superhero face doesn't really seem to be losing any steam just yet, which is awesome uh, for me. Uh, 
but it, it, they're following the right path as far as it has to be big, you know, overreaching stories. The, the insanely monstrous comic book arts, like the, the, the source material that people love, is what they're going for. But when it comes down to casting, it seems like, you know, they got Batman, Superman, and Aquaman uh, uh, nailed. As far as The Rock being in Shazam, you know what I mean? That's also another great casting choice. But as, as far as a few other ones they've made, it's just it doesn't make much sense. Like, I think yeah. they're really, they're, they're losing a step or two to Marvel by not putting in, uh, you, I don't want to use the, the term hot actors, you know, for Christ's sake, but that, but you know what I mean? Like those people, you know, who are not only are box office draws, but can fucking act too. Yeah. Like, you know, there's not many people in a, in a Marvel cast. You point to you like they can't act for shit because they all on their own can act as evidenced by all their outside projects. Well, when they're all these insanely good then. movies. I, I said most. i mean it's still pretty damn good it's a lot better than blake lively and green lantern you know what i mean oh yeah oh yeah no totally i just oh, she's good when she tries as i right. eat thor uh when she right. doesn't try it's a different story i eat thor dark world right and yeah. i i think the crux of my my issue with this is um because it just feels like it's it's too much too quickly because as i said it's like it felt it felt ballsy to me because to me they're throwing this out here without knowing how successful the formula they're gonna they're gonna run is and right now their formula appears to be uh all well i mean not just that i mean as the tone or whatever but their formula seems to be all of our biggest characters are going to be in team-up movies and the less big characters are going to be the ones that are having solo films um um and i mean you know, like uh, like I know comic book people are excited for Suicide Squad, but Suicide Squad to like the uninitiated is basically like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like you're Correct. doing Avengers with and then Guardians of the Galaxy right after Avengers without doing another Iron Man or another Thor or another Captain America. Um, like that would have been that would have been crazy for them to, you know, like, holy cow, Avengers is so successful. Let's just go and do, you know, the craziest movie we can think Another of. Another team movie, yeah. Right, right. They they built up to it. They And even with the build-up to it, people were still like, eh, I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, right. And, uh, I mean, it did. But then again, that goes in a long... Because Marvel's built up... Of, with, of the tone with the movie, too, because the Marvel movies, granted, they do have dramatic parts, and we talk about this, you know, a lot, and they do have some very serious moments, but as in general, they're very much like a comic book, where they're they're kind of light. They're definitely... Right. They're more kid-friendly than what the, the DC movies are stepping up to be, and right. it, it's a very brave choice. Is it awesome? Absolutely. Because we're going to see some very adult storylines, uh, you know, coming to life, but assuming, I mean, it's, it, it's bold, man. Right. Um, and I mean, uh, you know, so I, I don't know about following up, uh, you doing two team up movies in a row and especially doing it with a team up movie full of people that most, you know, casual moviegoers probably have never heard of. Um, right. you know, even like for me, when, uh, finding out that Harley Quinn is probably not going to be in the movie because chances are they, they may want her for, you know, a solo Batman type movie situation or something like that. Like to Maybe me, that'll these, be Jenna Malone. Maybe she'll be Harley Quinn. Or it'll maybe. just it'll be even more fury than than her being uh, Carrie Kelly. Well, I mean, to to me, the uh, Deadshot is the only name in there that I really recognize, um, and that's only because I played the video games and I watched Arrow. And you watch uh, Arrow, yeah. <laughs> so I mean that, and well, I mean, and the name Suicide Squad, obviously, also because of Arrow. Um, but I mean, right. you know, and then you're following that up with. Uh, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman solo film, and so far her biggest credit was being like the third lead in a Fast and Furious movie, which does not... Where she got annihilated. Right, and it's like, is I mean, 
are they just like, we have to do a Wonder Woman solo movie and she's our Wonder Woman? Or is it that they're watching the dailies of her in Batman versus Superman and they're like, oh, she can carry a movie on her own? Like, no, I'm, it, it's, 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 because, it's because it's a Wonder Woman movie. you got to figure, they're slated in between an, an unannounced Marvel movie just a few weeks later and then the Fantastic in the uh, Fantastic Four uh, right after that, like the sequel to the, the new reboots that's, that's coming. So, I mean, uh, I'm not so worried about the Fantastic Four reboot, but the unknown Marvel movie, I mean, now that we know where Marvel's going with their slate, that could be a monstrous movie, and it could absolutely beat the shit out of Wonder Woman. If Gal Gadot doesn't, isn't like the strongest thing in that, you know what I mean? Like, if she just comes to the plate in Batman vs. Superman, and it's amazing, then yeah, it works. But I right. mean, I, I don't see it, especially if she's, if she's like you said, she's right. only been like, you know, the third hot chick in, in Fast and Furious, you know, nine or whatever the fuck it was. Right, right. Um, I mean, obviously, Justice League will bank. I don't think there's any worry about that. Um, no, no. Uh, the Flash, the Flash with Ezra Miller playing the Flash. Uh, the, the perks of being a wallflower is Ezra Miller. Um, basically, basically, as is, is Glenn could uh, attest to, uh, this guy's acting credits essentially uh, come to a, a, a bunch of uh, hipster dramas. Uh, essentially, is what this guy is starred in, uh, and they are good hipster dramas. Oh, sure, 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 oh, sure. No, fuck you, Glenn. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, his the hey, movies that... of being a wallflower is very good. You no, know, what? The... Google Google Ezra Miller in images and tell me if you think this kid looks like a fucking superhero in any oh, way, no, shape, or form. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it was like the Elephant Man, um, totally. <laughs> well, I mean, Dude, he, ain't no, he ain't no bigger than a popcorn fart, man. Or, My God. Or the question, he would make an extra. He, cuts, he could cut his fingernails and lose a third of his body weight. There's no way I'm buying this guy as any kind of a superhero. Well, to be fair, Grant Gustin is also not particularly huge either, but uh, I'm, I don't know. I don't like the guy's look either, but. Um, no, he is, uh, um, he is ugly as sin. And people are wondering if he's not going to be the Wally West version of The Flash as well, so this way they don't confuse people with the Barry Allen version, which is on TV. Um, you know, uh, again, it's just. You know, uh, I mean, from Glenn's standpoint, like we, we, I mean, we've heard the argument too. I mean, from both sides, obviously, about uh, combining the the franchises and having continuity. And I think uh, the best argument you can make for it is just from a business perspective, is that it creates less confusion in the marketplace when you say there's a Flash movie coming out, and then fans of the TV show go and look and see that it's not the people that they're watching on TV. Um, you know, or Green just, Arrow. Yeah. just right. Just from just from a just from an economic standpoint, uh, you know, and people have come to expect continuity from, you know, thanks to Marvel for better or for worse. That's kind of, I think, what people are expecting. And, um, you know, so I don't know how that's going to turn out. Um, to Ezra me- Miller is like if, if you mix <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Keanu Reeves in, in like a shaker and sucked out all the talent and just threw a handful of it against the wall. Like, that, to me, <laughs> encapsulates Ezra Miller. No, it's I like just... putting your face in a blender, pulling it up, and saying, I am Ezra Miller now. I mean, that that's right. what it looks like. Toss a wig on it, yeah. Um, to, to... That's what oh, I said. He could be the so question. He to could me... be the question where he doesn't have a face, and that would be okay. To me, the to most... Me, if you put a picture of him in black and white, you would believe he lived in 1920. <laughs> he just looks so out of place. Oh, I just... I he's can't... a vampire, oh. like Nick Cage. Yeah, he's what... Um, American but he lives purely on the tears of like nine-year-olds. <laughs> he's just he just looks like such a oh I he might be going up on the list. He's a as twister. far as like he's... just pure dicks. Are you sure he hasn't been hired on to be 
the being the live action Dumbo movie. He's, like that that's awesome in the just, running. You guys are just dumping on Ezra Miller so hard. <laughs> um yeah, but he but No, I mean life dumping it. He he looks a lot like he looks like a lot I, I just opened up MSN and there's a picture of that Zardiff kid there, the Boston he looks just like the guy from the Boston Bomber. Oh shit. Ezra Miller looks just like that guy. It, there's his lifetime movie right there. The Get jo- him the fuck out of the Justice League. Go back, you know, go do some more hipster dramas. The Joe Carr. The Joe Carr Sarnayev, yeah. Um he could be in he could be in the new Batman movie as well. Get rid of the fucking Joker and put in uh Joe Carr Sarnayev. Some minutes want to watch the world burn, man. <laughs> you think Tom Hardy's gonna do like a total Bane voice when he's apocalypse? Or is that gonna be his one direction? Like oh, they're baby. gonna sit him down and be like, Look, we're gonna sign you for this. He can't do but anything. You can't else. go Bane. Yeah. <laughs> that or maybe they dress him to look just like Bane and maybe just paint his face purple, but it's the exact Bane outfit. Oh sure. And they just make him talk like Bane in the you know, as Apocalypse. Yeah, I think they, right. that the, would be good. The budgetary constraints. Um you yeah. know, so for me the most interesting movie uh in this whole list is is Aquaman because I think Jason Momoa was awesome. Uh love it. He, he's, yeah. he's a badass. And I think Absolutely. they can and I think they can make this movie badass. Uh, mm-hmm. But they do have the hurdle of about oh I don't know three decades or so of Aquaman jokes, <laughs> and, like from everybody who's ever been involved in comics to any show that's referenced it, like this Family Guy pretty, every week, right, right? Robot Chicken, like anything, and it's just there's like thirty years of of Aquaman jokes that you've got to overcome. Which is why right. he's perfect because no one is going to make that joke to his face. Fuck he's, no, man. He's fucking Drago. I mean, yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, they picked a good person to kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely like, sure. who's the one guy? Ah, oh, get that guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah. His fucking teeth ha- have more biceps than I do on my arms, man. The, the guy is just sure, ridiculous yeah. shape, and he can act his tits off. I mean, that that right there is great casting. But there's just so many other movies, like you know. It, if I told you today, like, hey, in 2020, would you go see a movie starring a guy named Ray Fisher? You'd be like, who the fuck is Ray Fisher? Uh, well, but this playing, is the guy who's going to be Cyborg. You know right, what I mean? Playing, like, I, I don't, oh. playing, playing Cyborg, who Glenn and I wondered uh, if that's even, like, you know, a, a big enough star to or big enough character to, to get a solo movie. I mean, well, look at... Oh, yeah. The, I mean, the DC's character, been yes, pushed in the Cyborg past. Cyborg is an honest to God, cool character. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it, it's it's a really awesome character, but it's just like, the casting. I just don't know that it's enough to, to get it in there. Well, no, no, but I mean, I think my, my point is like, look, from Marvel's perspective, yes, they can take any character now. I mean, they took fucking Groot and Rocket Raccoon and made instead of, <laughs> instead of instead of having them as like cult favorites within the comic bubble, they are now like legitimate huge characters on the planet Earth. Like that's ridiculous, and Marvel did that, sure. Um, but like, what if these other movies aren't hitting? Like for the most part, I you know like when I saw they're making a cyborg movie, and I'm like, well, I, like again, I don't know much about the comics, so to me, when I saw cyborg, I just thought of the generalized term for what a cyborg is, a cybernetic, <laughs> and I'm like, so that could mean anything, and I'm like, oh, it's a specific character that I've never heard of. So like, if these other movies don't start hitting, like, does cyborg even have a chance? Because that's like, no. that's like if all the Marvel movies have failed, and then they're like, well, I guess. Let's just throw Guardians of the Galaxy and see if it sticks. Like, you know, uh, that's why we were questioning whether or not it deserved, you know, but but then again, that goes all the way back to the original thing of like, this is ballsy because they're saying these are the movies we're putting out and they have to be putting them out there with the understanding, at least in their head, that they think all of these movies are going to rock it. Right. Um, what are the odds that they they kind of they're fearing this and essentially if Batman vs Superman Donald Justice doesn't do as well as what they had hoped they're going to put the Rock as Black Adam into every 
DC movies <laughs> since he's like the hey. kryptonite. Like we got him signed for every movie, put him in fucking everything. You know what I mean? And just hope that the rock can carry him. Yeah. He is. Um, I don't know. It. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I mean, look, if Gal Gadot does not pan out, I put the rock in the armor, man. Put him in the Wonder Woman gear, and he could play Wonder Woman. I, I have total confidence. In yeah, I would movie. totally see Wonder Woman if fucking Dwayne Johnson was on. <laughs> Um, I mean, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the boobs anymore because uh, he got that reduction surgery all those years ago. But um, you know, he could still fill out uh, a pretty decent sized cup, I think. Uh, I, and I hope that and don't even bother covering up his tattoos. Make the wig be crooked and like maybe too small. <laughs> I mean, really make it obvious that it's just the goddamn rock. Like as Wonder Woman, I think that would so be the highest money making movie of all time. That's the prediction. If if like Suicide Squad falls on its face, they're just like. Oh. <laughs> Let's just make let's just make all the movies from here on out parodies of themselves. It'll be like Eddie Murphy, but The Rock plays every character in Wonder Woman. Like he's every Amazonian woman. He, he's the villains. I mean, he's everything. And I I know we're gonna get an email or two at least saying that we're you know we're just uh, bitchy Marvel fanboys, which is not the case. I'm not a Marvel fanboy. I'm a big fan of their movies because I've seen all of them, as I've seen most of the DC ones, and. Just on a ratio basis, Marvel's kicking the shit out of them. Better quality movies yeah. go. Um, I I would love for there to be more great comic book movies because so far oh. they've been you know they've been really enjoyable, but it's been pretty lopsided. And I'm the only reason I'm dumping. I'm not trying to dump on this announcement. I'm just really cautious about like it, it just seems like they're like really super positive that all of this is going to pan out. And I don't remember Marvel doing this until after Avengers hit. Like, here's right. movies for the next five years. Like, they didn't do it until after they had a movie that made a billion dollars. And uh, right. DC has not done that yet. If it'll help as an extra incentive for the Wonder Woman movie starring Dwayne Johnson, I think we could get Ron Perlman to play the Invisible Jet. Oh, that would work. I think I could see that. But 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 just put him, like, in a white tracksuit and lay him on the ground like, like he's he pretending to be a plane, and Dwayne Johnson just sits on his back. Oh, he could do it too. Yeah, I, of, of, I think we could film this fucker for about thirty bucks, and we can get these two <laughs> on the horn. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to get old Dwayne Johnson. You guys take care of Ron Perlman, and we see see we can get on YouTube next week. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think we can. I think we can totally get it. Um, Maybe I'll just print out a picture of the Rock's face and just wear it on my face, and I'll just do that in my next video. I'll be the Rock as Wonder Woman. Oh, speaking of videos, uh, Aaron's latest horror block review is up on the website <laughs> and his and his YouTube channel. Uh, I believe it's youtube.com slash profit of geek. I want to say it is. Um, it is. And uh, it's a, uh, it's your standard horror block unboxing up until about the last 30 seconds or so uh, in which, and just with the, the, the pits of hell opened beneath the room Aaron is standing in and just, I don't know what came out of it, man, but uh, uh, it's the Timberlake. No, I'm just kidding. It's there, it's there for about 30 seconds of, of gloriousness. It's the, some of the finest, uh, finest video editing you will see. Some of the finest dance moves. Uh, uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm actually watching a dance tutorial every time I'm doing the dance. <laughs> Are you seriously? <laughs> Fuck yes, I'm serious. Oh, that's so much better. That's so much better now. Uh, you've just enhanced my experience tenfold. That's how professional I am, fellas. I, I, I wanted to see like an actual dancer doing it. And boy, I'm fucking terrible, man. So now you know what it looks like when somebody who doesn't know the dance moves is trying to copy a natural person doing the dance. Uh, <laughs> Correct. As and this guy was amazing. Costumes. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, well, okay, so that's the thing. Yeah, he only wore one outfit. I, I changed and I did the tutorial. Like, I, I must have filmed it like eight times in a row. And then, you know, those are the best bits, like what you guys saw. So those are, 
I, I didn't leaf through for bad moves. That's my best stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give the de- I'll give the description here because the uh, everyone will end up hearing it eventually on the Who Made Who podcast as well. But um, I, I believe I described it as uh, it was as if the uh, the government had weaponized the Backstreet Boys and then dropped a, a, a warhead on top of Comic Con. Essentially, is uh, <laughs> the best description of of what happened. That's it. it. It's like the video they show in Guantanamo to drive you crazy. <laughs> yeah, somewhere that's that's uh, somewhere that's leading uh, terrorists to give us uh, information that's probably not true that won't help us in any way. But and according uh, to the Facebook page, a lot of you have seen it, so thank you for that. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's 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 helped somebody squeeze some information out of somebody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just looped it on a big screen somewhere. Um, no, it's incredible. Everybody should go check it out. It's it's awesome. Um, before we end up wrapping things up, I wanted to, uh, to mention, and I, oh, son of a bitch, I forgot to go look for the guy's name. Um, and I was convinced that I was going to be able to do this as well. Uncredited. But fuck it. An uncredited email. An uncredited email. I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to find it because, uh, well, I mean, I'm not going to do it right now, but I'm going to, I'm going to find it. We'll (laughs) mention it next week or something as long as someone reminds me. Um, but he had sent an email, uh, for the mailbag, um, talking about how, um, it's just an interesting question to ponder, and hopefully we'll have some answers or something, or at least some opinions on it. Uh, but it was about the news that AMC recently canceled all but, I want to say, two of their non-scripted programs. Like, everything that was currently running, everything that was being filmed, anything that was in development, or anything that was in talks. With the exception of two shows, there are two unscripted shows uh, that are still on um, AMC. That would be Comic Book Men, which got... Uh, which is in their third or fourth season or something well, like that. I mean, let's be fair. That, that's only slightly scripted. Yeah. Well, it's a reality <laughs> show to me. Like, all of those shows are scripted, so whatever. Right. Um, and uh, the other one is The Talking Dead, which, you know, obviously wow. they're keeping that because The Talking Dead does better ratings than most uh, nationally broadcast television shows. And uh, as Kevin Smith has pointed out, that's just a show about, hey, did you see what the fuck happened on Walking Dead just now? Like, that's what that show is, and it draws better ratings than most other shows on television. Like, it does huge ratings. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, But it's, you know, smart. They should do it for more shows. Um, Because I think, you know, that that brings people in or whatever to a, you know, a conversation. You put it right after the show they just watched. Uh, So the question this guy had, essentially, is... Um, and this is, I guess, just going to be for me and Aaron, because Glenn is now officially off the podcast for this week. Um, but uh, what he wanted to know is, uh, and it's it's obvious, I think, the reason they are doing it right is because they don't want to be, they don't want to turn into the History Channel or Discovery. Absolutely. One of those channels where it used to be about something, but now it's just about reality TV, and they didn't want to do that. Which sucks, because it sounded like there was quite a few good shows in development. Kevin Smith had another show with... Uh, uh, um, Ralph Garman to do a Hollywood Babylon show that would be on AMC. Um, I think Billy Corgan had a show for his wrestling promotion. Like there would be the, uh, it'd be like a reality series about what it's like to run a wrestling promotion, uh, <laughs> which would be so much fun to see how realistic that show would have been. Uh, because oh if, my God, right? because if it was, re- if it would have been really realistic, they'd, they'd probably get rid of all wrestling fans. 
that ever like if they really showed the real inner workings and how shady that business can be sometimes. Oh, yeah, um, nobody, nobody will watch any wrestling ever. Anywhere. It would, it would make people feel really bad if they saw how the sausage was made there. So yeah, all you people would feel very dirty. <laughs> um, so what do you really want? Cause it's obvious that, um, you know, they were Is doing, he ask us, we can cancel what one show, what show would we cancel? No, no, no. Um, what, oh. he, what he wanted to know is cause a bit, the gist was, you know, it's obvious that they want to go in the direction of creating more, you know, TV shows like, Mad Men and Walking Dead and Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Breaking Bad is already gone, and Mad Men is on its way out. Uh, we don't know how long Walking Dead is going to go on for, but my guess is uh, maybe forever if that show keeps churning out the ratings it churns out. Yep. Uh, but they have tried a few shows in the interim, and none of them have panned out. What he wanted to know was, um, I, I think it's very simple. Uh, will they be able to replicate that success again, or were those like lightning in a bottle shows that you're just never going to get anything like of that quality again? Well, I mean, they've got hell on wheels. We know that they're starting to cast the walking dead spinoff. We know we have the breaking bad prequel. So, I mean, you know, I, I think in the interim, they do have a lot of really good shows uh, left, you know, in, in addition to, uh, I haven't the seen walking dead and comic book, man. I haven't seen hell on wheels. I mean, and it's that's really show- good. If you like Westerns, like you definitely give it a watch. Right. And, and it is like kind of during the civil war period, which is one yeah. of my favorite times in history for sure. But, um, and that's legitimate. If that came out sounding snarky, it wasn't, <laughs> it really is a legitimate, like, I, I love it. One of my, my, one of my favorite movies of all time is glory, uh, which is a civil war movie. So, um, but yeah, the I, I have not watched that show. Uh, it's on my Netflix queue, but I haven't watched it. And it sound, I mean, it's it's got a few seasons under its belt, so it must be doing okay. But I hear like next to no buzz about that show. Like ever, right. I don't hear anyone ever talk about it. Um, I had completely forgot that Better Call Saul was coming, uh, which I'm looking forward to, but I can't imagine it even approaching Breaking Bad's level. I mean, you know, that's you know, talk about big shoes to. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think they're going to try even. I think they're going to just, you know, try to do the best show they can do. Um, and I, I completely forgot about the Walking Dead spinoff. Like, mm-hmm. did, did we, uh, has that been discussed at any length? Like what that's supposed to be like or about? Um, I, I think there's, there are many pretty tight lift on it. I'll, I'll do some checking and, and now okay. we'll touch on it on the next episode. But yeah, as far as I'm aware, there's, there's not really much we know just yet. Because they've done, they've done a few shows. They did, uh... I can't even remember what that one show was that they did. It was like a crime, like a murder mystery show. Uh, yeah, they don't remember the name of right off the top of my head. Um, with like a damaged police officer or something like that. I, I can't remember the name of it, but um, they did that. And I don't remember. I don't think that's. I don't. I don't know if that's come back or if it's coming back or. Um, all I remember it as is the uh, the show we're desperately trying to replace Breaking Bad with. Please watch. Um, yeah. Right. They also did. They, show, they also did uh, halt and catch fire, which is a. Uh, the premise looked good. Uh, it's it's kind of about like the the birth of the the computer industry, kind of. But uh, I, I tried to watch an episode, and I was just bored to tears with it, and never went back. And I don't hear people talking about that show either. So it sounds like they're trying really hard to replicate the results, but they're not succeeding. Yeah, it, it it's tough. I, I think because you know all their shows except for comic, but they're all dramas. They are all hard dramas, and I mean it's yeah. Those have to be the hardest kind of shows because it's not like a sitcom where you know a, a handful of a million, you know, a few million people just down and and watch any bullshit, uh, you know, on CBS or anything like that. So drama is really hard to get over. I, I think you know 
the, the times they've done it well, it's been amazing. But, you know, they definitely have way more turds than they do golden eggs. I mean, eventually, you know, they, they're bound to hit another one uh, sooner or later. Right. Um, all right. So let's talk I'm about. I'm just sad that we're not going to see small town security anymore. That's a shame. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, the, uh, or the Kiss owns a football team. Oh, which, which, what was God. that? Fourth and Loud or something like that? Fourth and Loud. Yeah. Oh, man. Who didn't want to see Gene, Gene Simmons own a Canadian football team? Oh, man. Who didn't want to see that shit? You think we can get Gene Simmons as Wonder Woman? Oh, sure. Yeah. But it would have to be the Kiss Jet. Like, I'm assuming that Wonder Woman would fly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it would all be, it would all be, uh, it would all, everything would have like the logos on it for merchandising purposes. Right. Sure. The um, W is now just like his tongue. I mean, a bunch of other weird shit. It's the W. It's the Wonder Woman double, you know, the double W, but a tongue will be coming out in between for sure. At least the boots are pretty similar already, so that helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, did Wonder Woman have a, like a sidekick? Because I'm sure they could get Paul Stanley to be there as well. I'm not sure, but yeah, might as well. You know, drag <laughs> drag along Shannon Tweed and his idiot kids, too. Get them all in there. Let's uh Let's talk about the uh, let's talk about best of the box office here, the top five, and uh, let's wrap this mofo up for the week. Uh, debuting at number five was The Best of Me, uh, a movie that I'm sure we talked about last week, and I don't remember what it was or was about, but it made ten million dollars. Uh, hey, so, so kudos to that movie that I was that the James Marsden movie. Um, I think it was. Sure, okay. oh, let's go with sure. Um, like a he's not Cyclops in that though. No. <laughs> the uh as as he isn't except for the x-men movies uh number four was i don't know i i, I picture him as cyclops and anything i see him as you know pretty much uh number number four was alexander and the terrible horrible no good very long title uh it fell from number three to number semicolon four. steve steve carell needs cash <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you money of course yeah it's a right. it did 11.4 million uh the book of life debuted at number three um, this is a movie I don't even remember us discussing last week. It, it's a claymation. It looks kind of like a uh, like a newer version of Nightmare Before Christmas. Essentially, it's a claymation movie. It's got a lot of you know big name cast. Looks kind of burning. It looks cute. You know, I look forward to uh, you know taking my kid to see it, or you know we'll buy it when it comes out or whatever. You know, it, uh, Ron, the voice Ron, cast is pretty impressive. So. Ron Perlman, always Zaldania, Channing Tatum, Danny Trejo, Ice Cube, and Cheech Marin. Yep. Are also in this. That's what a crazy, what a crazy voice cast. I'm in love with it already. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro produced it. Yeah. Um, it opened to uh, 17 million dollars this Pretty weekend. Uh, Gone Girl fell from the number one spot, which it had for two weeks. It fell to number two and made uh, a respectable 17.5 million dollars. Uh, and uh, the furry movie, in which Shia LaBeouf and Brad Pitt wear fuzzy animal suits and have sex. <laughs> Uh, inside Shia of- LaBeouf is very method, so I think he did a lot of the scritching, and uh, I'm pretty sure he still wears a tail around like downtown Elena. So his character has a scar in the movie, by the way, which LaBeouf is claiming is a legit scar that he used a knife to cut on his face to make the scar. Lo- no, one of his co-stars said that Logan Lerman uh, said that. Serious? So it's legit. Yeah, he, he said LaBeouf would cut himself because he didn't like the way that apparently these award-winning makeup artists couldn't do it uh, good enough to the LaBeouf's liking. So he just hacked his own face. Got to get LaBeouf on episode one hundred. We fucking have to, man. The movie opened at twenty-three point seven million dollars uh, with a production budget estimate of almost seventy million. So that's not yeah. a great opening. Uh, for that movie, but what you gonna do? Okay, so the movies that are opening 
uh, this coming weekend. This is movies that are opening on October the 24th. Um, we've got uh, 23 Blast, which mm. I did not, I had not heard of until just now, but it's a wide release. And it's a football movie starring Stephen Lang as, I'm sure, uh, the surly and grumpy coach. Uh, and also um, a bunch of people I haven't heard of, with the exception of Timothy Busfield, whom I haven't seen in a movie since uh, Field of Dreams. So, uh, Oh, wow. Dylan Baker uh, directed this. Oh, yeah. And he's in the movie as well. Yeah. Good for him. Um, so that movie's opening wide this weekend. Uh, we've also got Ouija. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe they made a movie based off of this thing, but um, they... I mean, I, I mean, I, look, if you just want to disprove the power of the Ouija, just have a blind person do it and see what they come up with. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it, it ruins the whole thing. Uh, it just doesn't work. Uh, it's a completely unknown cast for the most part, uh, written by uh, Juliet Snowden and Simon Kinberg. That name may sound familiar to a few people out there. Um, he He's actually been involved as a screenwriter or producer on a, on a lot of shit. He was... Uh, a screenwriter for Days of Future Past. Uh, he was a producer on Elysium. He was a screenwriter for uh, the uh, the first Sherlock Holmes movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, he did. Uh, he was producer for Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Um, he also was a screenwriter for X Men: The Last Stand. If you'll remember. Oh motherfucker! Um, which does explain some of the, which probably explains why. Uh, pieces of that movie actually did make it into days of future past in a flashback. Cause my guess is if they didn't have the same guy screenwriting, uh, we would have seen no mention of that movie whatsoever. Oh, don't forget the gems. This means war or triple X state of the union. Oh, of course. How this fucker is also responsible for it. Uh, so that movie's, <laughs> that movie's coming out. Uh, and, uh, the big wide release, the one that's getting all of the commercial time for the most part is Keanu Reeves picture called John wick. Which, by the way, I saw the trailers for this, and I'm like, this looks kind of badass. I'm wondering if it's just, I wonder if the movie is legit, or if it's just really excellent uh, a trailer work. Um, well, we can't say for sure right now. There are 14 reviews on Rotten Tomato, uh, and they are all positive. Yeah, it looks amazing. Like you said, from the trailer itself looks like it's a very kick-ass kind of movie. So. Keanu, Keanu Reeves looks like he's excellent in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's Keanu Reeves, it's Adrian Palicki, uh, Bridget Moynihan, Ian, the awesome Ian McShane is in this. John Leguizamo, oh, beautiful. Uh, the absolutely terrifying Willem Dafoe is in this movie. Uh, it, it looks great. I'm I'm hoping to see this movie. This was not on my radar. And uh, uh, the the, uh, the uh, Theon Greyjoy is in it also. Oh yes, yes. I just um yeah I saw it's uh his name. Is I apologize, Alfie. Alfie, Alfie something right? Alfie. Uh, nope. That's that's Alan. Oh, Alan. Alfie, I'm I'm looking. I'm Alfie's looking. just such a British name. I'm I'm sorry if I'm, I'm calling right. out there. I'm looking. Any of right our now. fans in Manchester. I'm I so sorry. I'm so sorry, Theon. It's a uh, it's Alfie Allen. It uh, is Alfie, motherfucker. I, I like the face I recognize, right. but for some reason, Game of Thrones is one of those shows because there's so many characters in it. Unless they're the, really dirty or half naked, it's hard to recognize them. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's not that. It's just that the they're the, you know the cast names go by. There's so many of them. All oh, right, and I love the opening credits sequence of that show so much. I just stare at that every time it's on, and I don't yeah. really pay like I know like three or four of the names of the people on that show. Well, Dinklage um, gets top billing. Oh, sure, so. sure, yeah, um, and he's been in a lot of other things as well. So, yeah, uh, I mean, for the most part, John Snow is John Snow to me. I'm sure he's got a real name. Uh, 
you know what Kit, I mean? It's like Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington, sure. Yeah. Um, he knows nothing, Kit Harrington, but uh, neither do I. Apparently, I don't know their real names. To which I apologize immensely uh, to those people. Um, yeah, in, in case Maisie Williams or Rory McCann listens to the show, we apologize. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, although I plan on I plan on seeing her name uh, a lot more, though. I'm sure her name's going to pop up a lot. Uh, oh, a time or two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, it'll, I'm sure it'll crop up. Um, okay, so for everything we talked about and more, cinemageekly.com is where you can go and then branch out into the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, Tumblr, Instagram. We're on all those platforms. All of them at Cinema Geekly, really easy to find us. No crazy, wacky usernames. Uh, all StubHub. We're on StubHub, too. Are we on StubHub in case people... I think we might be, yeah. In case people we want, want tickets to, for something. Tickets to our future uh, Moscow International Comic-Con event. Comic-Con, yeah. We're in Leningrad, uh, Minnesota is what we, New, what we settled on. I thought it was New Leningrad, Nebraska. New I, Leningrad, Nebraska. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> to the good people of New Leningrad. <laughs> yes, don't crush us. Um, contact us, of course. Info at cinemageekly.com is where you can send emails. Uh, mostly... Uh, if you're interested in contributing to the mailbag, but you know, if you just have something you want to get off your chest and tell us how big of Marvel fanboys we are, or uh, why don't we have anybody on here ever talking about Xbox? Uh, which we, we got an email like that. I just picked up Evil Within, so I'm actually going to do a review, a, view, a review for that game. Oh, there you go. Uh, for the and by the way, for the people who are interested, uh, if you want to hear talk from the other side of the gaming aisle, uh, CinemaGeekly.com/slash/premium for twelve dollars for the entire year. You can what a listen, deal! You can listen to the the Level Your Gear podcast I'm doing with my brother because he um, he does have um, some Sony stuff, but he primarily uses Xbox. So we hear things from from that side of the aisle uh, as well. So I mean, what what more could you ask for, Glenn? You have two brothers on opposite sides of the gaming wars. It's like <laughs> it's like the Civil War all over again. Yeah, Plenty of Civil War talk this week. Uh, of course, uh, Amazon Shopping, let's plug that real quick. There's a button, cinemageekly.com on the right-hand side of the page. Takes you to Amazon like normal. If the the, the podcasting thing is not your thing, uh, you're shopping Amazon like the rest of the planet is. And uh, you can help contribute just by clicking that button, man. That's all uh, That's all there is to it. There's, there's nothing extra or anything different. Uh, you're just telling Amazon where you came from and who sent you. And uh, as, a, as a reward, they give us a kickback. Uh, just for you using that link on the website. Um, that's, so that's a plus. Um, and, th- and there's been an uptick. Uh, there has been a few people buying some things. So that's a plus. Hey, thanks, everybody. Yeah, so that's a plus as well. Um, and I'm expecting more of that to happen as the, the Christmas season starts uh, encroaching further on us as well. Um, and for the regular podcasting, of course, uh, always going to be free here on cinemageekly.com. Uh, and you can listen and stream and download the uh, the podcast from there. But we're also on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio uh, as well. We're available on all of those applications that cover uh, any number of variety of phone or personal handheld device, be it Apple or Windows or Android. So we're, we we got you covered on all of those bases for sure. Okay, we finally got that out of the way. Um, is there anything else? Have I Have I forgotten anything? I think we're good. I don't think so. I think in honor of Halloween coming up soon, uh, we should compile like a a couple of lists of like favorite horror movies or favorite gore movies, or yeah, I think maybe we just talk to... about like what horror movies do we watch every Halloween? No, no, I think we need to bring back the horror movie episode because I, I do believe we've done it at least once, but maybe twice. But for sure, we did it one year, and I think we can we can I think bring it, it back. Been our first year, yeah, we should dust that off and bring her back, bring her back around because yeah, we'll do. It. I have been watching so many fucking horror movies this month. It is. 
it, it's alarming how much TV I actually watch. <laughs> we'll, do for, we'll, we'll do it for next week. Uh, we it's, it's in the bank, everybody. We're going to do a, a horror movie Halloween edition of uh, the Cinema Geekly podcast for next week. So there we go. Uh, so for the uh, so for the already departed Glenn Beauvais and uh, for the still here Aaron DeLosa, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week on the Cinema Geekly podcast. Yeah.